It's all golden to me. It's my dream to have a golden beard. Younger <laughs> <laughs> but looks older. I'll even try a squat. Here we go. The, uh, the uh, six of clubs. The golden. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Golden to Me video podcast show. Your host, Evan Golden, Golden TV, as always. Our studio is here at the law office of Berman & Berman. Today, I have the privilege of talking to one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time. If you are into the word lacrosse, the sport lacrosse, you've heard of Casey Powell. It's just synonymous. What this man has done to the sport, for the sport, is amazing. But what he's done now with the foundation is one of the main reasons I wanted to bring him on the show here. He's created the Casey Powell World Lacrosse Foundation, so we're going to learn all about that. That, how our viewers and listeners can get involved. I want to find out how we could support, donate, and I want to learn more about lacrosse. The sport just keeps growing and growing and growing. So, Casey, welcome to the show, man. Stoked to have you on here. I want to talk lacrosse. It's an awesome sport. I love watching it, and it seems to just be kind of growing and growing. I mean, to you, you've lived and breathed it, so you've always seen it. But for me, I just see it kind of now just dominating and still just kind of the best sport for kids and youth sports and team sports a great pathway for scholarships and i'm just so i'm just so pumped and motivated to talk lacrosse right now as you could tell awesome well you got me fired up too and uh, it's all i know so i'm excited to be here to talk about it it's cool man so lacrosse i mean growing up it's usually not the sport kids play usually you're playing i don't know you're playing stickball basketball how'd you get in lacrosse let's go all the way back to the beginning yeah, so I grew up in a town in northern New York called Carthage. It's 90 miles north of Syracuse, and there was no lacrosse in the area. And uh, we, um, I have two younger brothers, and we lived the, the house right next door to the elementary school. And we um, were in gym class one day, and we had this uh, gym teacher. His name was Mr. March, and he was older. And every day we'd go into gym, and we'd play dodgeball, and we loved it. And uh, my younger brothers would do the same session, and... And uh, we had a great time. Well, we show up one year, and uh, there's no Mr. March. Mr. March had retired, and there's a new hotshot uh, young uh, coach named Kirk Fendiquatro, and uh, or Coach 24. And uh, first thing he said to us, he goes, hey, guys, I'm Coach Fendiquatro, Coach 24. First thing I want to let you guys know is there's no more dodgeball. And we all kind of looked at each other and didn't know what to do. Well, he was very disciplined in uh, in his sports and uh, got us into everything, um, you know, wiffle ball, basketball, football, and whatever sport we were playing, he kind of broadcasted it. He'd be the pitcher in wiffle ball, and he, you'd feel like you're, you know, on Game 7 of the World Series having a, having a uh, you know, a pitch thrown to you, and he'd hit a home run, and he'd announce you're trot, trotting the bases. So he really built a lot of fantasy and uh, excitement around the game and allowed us to dream. And and one day I was in fifth grade and he brought in a lacrosse stick and that was the first time I saw a stick. And uh, he told us that Native Americans invented it and um, and that it's a combination of a lot of sports into one. So we were intrigued and my younger brothers were in the same same lesson. And we, we went home and talked about it at the dinner table for a couple of weeks. And we talked lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse. And finally, one day, my dad is a big hunter. He went and sold one of his old shotguns and came home with three lacrosse sticks. So we were the first kids in our town to have a stick. And um, for, you know, weeks and, and months after that, we just played catch on the wall out back and uh, it caught on. A few other kids in the neighborhood showed up. And, oh, so you guys brought it there. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we brought it there. And uh, well, Coach Venequatro brought it there. And then uh, he was the baseball coach, varsity baseball coach at the time. And after a couple of years of us uh, playing wall ball at the school and then playing in our backyard and kind of creating this like backyard uh uh, style of, of play uh, uh, he started a program and it, it really took off so um, you know since then uh, over 300 kids have gone on to college f- from our small town of Carthage and it's uh, it's changed our life that's fascinating and went to Syracuse to play lacrosse obviously for for college and 
a pretty cool story that before I get into all your accomplishments, but both of your brothers followed in your footsteps. They all went to Syracuse, all wore number 22, all legendary stars at Syracuse. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, we, again, we... Dude, where, where, where can I watch the <laughs> ESPN 30 for 30 on the story? <laughs> this is great. Right? Well, yeah, it's really cool. that We we wanted to be there. We, we dreamt about it. Uh, we had these heroes, uh, both, both the, the, the coach, Coach Simmons Jr. and the Gate brothers, and they inspired us. And... You know, we'd go home after watching the Syracuse games, and uh, I would be Gary Gate, and my brother Ryan would be the, his twin brother, Paul Gate, and then my brother Mike, the youngest, would be the opposing team's goalie. So we'd always put him in the net and, <laughs> and fire on him. But, um, yeah, I, I went there. I had a great career. I set the Syracuse scoring record. Two years later, with 19 seconds left in the national championship, my brother Ryan uh, tied it. And then four years after that, my brother Mike beat it. So we all uh, we were there for ten years straight. We went to ten Final Fours. Um, my grandmother was such a big fan that the the Carrier Dome in Syracuse had their had her own chair for her that they'd pull out of the security office. Oh, and great. so it was a great run. And uh, again, uh, you know, we put a lot into it, but it was it was unbelievable to play at Syracuse and play at the highest level. What what about youth sports? To me, I think when when you start playing, and I say youth, I'll say you know team sports. To me, I think it's life lessons being instilled you learn about teamwork losing winning overcoming adversity working as a team just just so many benefits do you agree that just how many you know life lessons are instilled through team sports absolutely i mean it's what it's all about i have a daughter now and i try to get her actively involved and um you know uh it's changing the landscape is changing but uh you know, we didn't have the the easiest uh, childhood in terms of uh, you know winning every tournament and this and that. We we um, paid the price and we lost a lot and uh, we got beat up a lot by you know older kids. But uh, in the end, uh, we we figured out a way around it. So yeah, it certainly uh, helped mold us to who we are and, and what we became. What we be- became, and uh, I think you know youth sports is is huge. Absolutely. We're talking to Casey Powell. This man is a lacrosse legend. He is a National Lacrosse Hall of Famer who was inducted in 2017. So congratulations on that. And most outstanding player two times. And uh, were you root- let me ask you, because I wanted to ask you when you're saying, were you rooting for your brothers to break your record or you, or you kind of maybe wanted to become one short? <laughs> well, no, I was I was I was rooting for him to tie it. I wouldn't say break it. Um, but I like uh, that. I, I remember I went to pick up my brother. I was playing pro lacrosse, and I went to pick up my brother for um, uh, winter break. And uh, this, this the season starts when you get back from winter break. And uh, I walked into uh, my brother's apartment. I think there was a Pamela Anderson poster up there, and then there was a huge 96 written in sh- Sharpie. And I said, hey, Ryan, what's what's 96? And he goes, that's how many points I need to tie your all-time record. Oh, he was gunning for it. He was gunning for it. And, uh, he, you know, the most I ever scored in a season was 83. The all-time NCAA record for a season was 104. So 96 was a lofty goal. And I remember I, I, I drove him home the 90 miles up to, to Carthage and, uh, you know, we get there and I, Hey, let's go. You want to go over to, uh, to Jeff's house and drink some beers? No, no, I don't. He goes, you go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go for a run. And this is, you know, this is December and it's winter and it's cold. And, I get back and I wake up the next morning and, you know, Ryan's not in his bed and he's out back, you know, with mittens on playing wall ball. And he, he went on a mission and kind of the same thing when he, when I dropped him back off at school, his buddies, you know, asked him to go out and he actually, instead of going out, went to the turf and running stairs and he would jog to class. So he really went on a kind of a Rocky style mission and, uh, he was in, enamored by this record and, and the chase of it. Um, he'd always been like in the paper and say, 
Casey Powell scored five goals and his brother scored three. So he was always overlooked and kind of in the shadow. And this was his chance to kind of yeah. But it shows it wasn't just himself. in his uh, it wasn't just in his DNA. He really put the time, effort, and grind in and put that hard work. He into did. It, so. He did. Yep. He went on a mission and uh, it was it was awesome. So just the the moment. Um, you know, I ran on the field and we hugged, and uh, it was one of the best feelings of my life for sure. That's awesome. That, yeah. That's a great family yep. moment, great story, and uh, awesome to hear just kind of that that family bonding and what you guys have done for the sport and what you've done now after because you see so many athletes and really you've taken a sport and now what you're doing with the foundation i really want to get into some of that conversation we try to maintain being committed to the community here and uh tell me a little bit now about the casey powell world lacrosse foundation viewers listeners you could go to worldlacrosse.org and learn more but tell us about the mission the philosophy of this foundation that you've created this year baby now well, it is it is lacrosse specific, and it's a, it's a, something I have great pride in. And uh, when it's all said and done, it's uh, what I want people to remember me for. Um, throughout my career, I'd always been asked, you know, when somebody had cancer, hey, can you make a phone call? Can you make a visit? Can you send a jersey? And it just ha- it just kept happening more and more often. And I said, hey, you know, lacrosse is my community. It's my family. It's something that's given me so much. And um, I, I felt there was a need for encouragement and support of people going through difficult situations within our community. So in 2014, uh, with the help of uh, Heather Chase O'Neill, we co-founded the uh, the World Lacrosse Foundation. Our mission is to support severely injured and sick lacrosse players, basically a lot of uh kids and families going through cancer, spinal cord injuries, difficult situations um, where uh, uh, they're having a hard time. So what we do is uh, we create support moments, and we basically um, – we um, create moments where uh, we adopt the kids. We have them adopted by uh, college teams or professional players. Um, we create a, a network of support around them throughout their throughout their entire process. And we've become very close with their families. There's been some sad stories. There's been some great stories, but it's something uh, that we're uh, uh, have a long way to go. Uh, we're trying to raise money and uh, and raise our uh, awareness and reach so we can help more and more families. But we've helped about 30 families in five years to, um, uh, with a lot of different uh, – help them uh encourage them through a lot of difficult uh situations and uh it's uh, been pretty amazing well that's pretty inspiring that, that that's you're you're touching hearts you're changing lives and a lot of these kids just kind of been dealt a rough rough deck of cards here and uh that's nice to see you guys kind of come in there and, and really help them and, and and hopefully maybe even save a life yeah absolutely wow absolutely. so you could go right to worldlacrosse.org uh, obviously financial contributions are key uh you know donate but there's also other ways people get involved i understand there's volunteer opportunities yeah, we we um we offer a couple different avenues where people that are inspired to help and uh, you know it shows uh, the camaraderie of the game and uh, ways to get involved and kind of giving back. Uh, you know, if you are in a good situation, so we we can run uh, World Across Foundation clinics. You can run a World Across Foundation social, uh, different things to kind of help out. But uh, anything you can do to help support us through social media and spreading um, the word is uh, is beneficial and helpful. Yeah, that was one thing we wanted to do. There's obviously so many nonprofits out there and. Um, you know, there's a lot of organizations that are doing some amazing things that just viewers, listeners, people just don't know about them. They're not aware of it. So we wanted to really shed a light on on your foundation and what you're doing. And uh, I was reading about Sue's Circle. Maybe you want to share our viewers a little bit about that as well. Yeah, my mom, uh, Sue Powell, she's a cancer survivor. She survived ovarian cancer. I was in college uh, when it happened. And, uh, you know, it's a tough situation. It, it, it affects so many people and affects the whole family. And my mom's been a huge supporter of uh, of uh, all of us, and especially myself, and uh, inspiration. And 
Um, she's helped with the backside of the, the, the foundation and all my lacrosse events. And uh, Sioux Circle is a, is a place where uh, mostly mothers can go to and uh, network with each other and find out uh, anything from, uh, you know, top doctors or hospitals to answering little questions that, that may arise when somebody's going through a sickness and uh, figuring out ways to help, helping with fundraisers and, and things like that. So uh, my mom has been uh, generous with her time to help this out and it's something that she's very passionate about as well. So Sioux Circle is a big part of uh, the foundation and what we're trying to do. That's uh, that, that's nice. And then you look at the ways you could also refer a player. So if you um, if you know of a player, you know, then you want to refer them and get them involved with the foundation. You could put their whole information on there, and they're like they said, they're always looking for more families, more people that they could help. So um, that that's that's a great cause, and I'm, I'm glad you put this foundation together. So uh, kudos to you, man. That, that, Thank that, you. That's so inspiring, and, and and it's nice to see you kind of give back and now really make a good positive difference in people's unfortunate lives that are suffering right now. Thanks, Evan. Thanks no, for the absolutely. platform. Tell me about. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. It because uh, is the um, I understand that you created kind of your own version of lacrosse. Is, is this is this green light? Is this a go? Is this a yeah, theory? Yeah, Tell yeah. me about this. Well, it's uh, it's called speed lacrosse. It's a three on three version of the game. And uh, one thing I know, it's proven and it works. Um, it's three on uh, three with the goalies four and four two or nope. So it's three on three. Uh, it's it's the same exact style we played in the backyard. And the court is forty yards long, twenty yards wide, which is basically the same size as our backyard. And uh, we played so much in the backyard, it became the neighborhood thing. There was no grass back there. There'd be little patches, and we'd mow it. And my brother Mike would grab a bag of flour and r- r- put a crease around the goal. And my parents would be drinking beer and flipping <laughs> burgers, and the neighbors would come over. And um, but it became a neighborhood thing. So uh, when I looked back to, hey, why were me and my brother so successful at this game? Um, it was it came back to the backyard. That's where we fantasized. That's where we repped. Um, our work that's where we pretended to be other people and competed and um, blood sweat and tears was back there and uh, that's what I wanted to create is is uh, also where I learned to love the game and uh, I wanted to create this as the landscape of lacrosse continues to change and gets a little bit more serious that uh, you know lacrosse was always an outlet for me to to get out and to forget about everything else uh, the hardships and uh, of life and and uh, I would it would always lift me back up so speed lacrosse is a is a more of a lifestyle it's a it's a way to play for fun uh, when I when I teach to the kids we don't allow coaching um, it's it just gives kids an a, a opportunity to get out there and uh, fantasize and have fun and, and get up and down and and uh, have fun playing lacrosse I like that I like that kind of a, almost like a free range just get out there yep Yep, that's cool. So, and, and that do you see this? Is this going to become? Are we try to make this a league, a professional league, possibly. Yeah, pr- pr- that was, that's that's been the idea. I mean, I want to. We we do it on beaches, uh, beach festivals. Um, I've been eyeing down the Delray Beach Tennis Center. I can just picture that in my head, packed, jammed with a. Maybe you could be the MC of the event, yeah, uh, rocking and rolling with a DJ in a, in a packed house there, uh, playing. That's about the size of the court, and uh, you know, introducing the top pros to come come down and play and uh, just make it a great lacrosse. That's- that's cool, man. I like that speed lacrosse. It's fun. That's exciting, and and people could form their own teams. You make a little tournament. All right, we're gonna yep. talk after the show about that. I want to do that and make cool. tie in the foundation to it. So I think that'd be a fun event, exciting event. Yeah, have different levels from an- amateurs to you know novice to pros. So I like that speed lacrosse. Talking with Casey Powell, this man is a Hall of Famer lacrosse legend. Created his own foundation now, just touching hearts, changing lives, and promoting the sport of lacrosse around the nation, around the world, which is, which is certainly awesome. Do you ever clock yourself, like how, you know, throwing a, a pitch? You talked about baseball earlier. What's the fastest you've ever flung one of those balls? What you uh, get it up to? 
My my fastest is 102 miles an hour. Oof. I think the world record's like 119. But uh, I did just uh, la- or two weeks ago. I threw out the first pitch at the Chicago White Sox White Sox game. Uh, did you was, use a lacrosse stick? Yeah, I used a lacrosse <laughs> stick, and I threw it behind my back. It was uh, just a bit outside, but uh, it was it was a cool experience. That's fun. That's awesome. That's a great experience. Tell me some of the stories. I mean, you, you've had such success on the lacrosse field, and what, what's kind of that? What has that given you? What kind of opportunities? What kind of experiences have you have you got to been able to live? It's been a, it's been incredible. I you know uh, pro lacrosse is a weekend sport and there's two pro leagues. So uh, you play you fly in Friday, you play Saturday, you fly home Sunday. So you know I, I played till I was forty and basically you know in between those times I was endorsing products, I was uh, uh, making appearances, and I was spreading the game of lacrosse. That was my job. I was hired by lacrosse companies to be an ambassador for the sport. It was it was an amazing career, but it wasn't a nine to five and it was almost like I lived my retirement before uh, <laughs> I could I could retire. So now I'm, I'm working in Chicago, a uh, nine to five job, but, but having a great time doing it. But uh, it's uh, the, the best part of everything that's happened is the relationships and the experiences, the places I've been able to travel um, and the fact that I've had my family involved with with me the entire way has been been incredible. So it continues to give uh, give me more than I can ever give it. And uh, I just love being around it and around the people. How much miles do you think you run in a lacrosse game? That's a good question. I'll have to wear one of those. They don't do those step things yet? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't. They didn't have that when you were playing. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of running, though, man. Yeah, there There's is. There's a lot of running. Absolutely. And people, it's pretty physical. I mean, check, like the rules, are you allowed to physically check? If they have the ball, can you just go in and rock them? You could check them? Yeah, you can rock them from the front. From the front. Um, or you don't want no cheap shots. Spo- right. You have to hit them in the, in the chest. But, uh, the you know, you get rocked every here. Every once in a while, if you have your head down, you can get plowed. But uh, the the thing that hurts the most is the sticks. So, the it's called a slash, but they they they're supposed to go for the stick. Um, but uh, they get a lot of arm and a lot of hands in there. And the, the oh, know, that must kill the forearm. It, it kills the forearm. So I don't have a lot of feeling in in, in them anymore. But uh, that's kind of the and then cross checks like indoor box across is a Canadian. You're allowed stuff, to do so that. You're allowed. Well, you're not allowed to, but it, it certainly happens. So I've had a you know ton of stitches on my chins from the angry Canadians that uh, I. I thought broken. you were gonna say getting hit by a ball, but it's the stick. Yeah, I'm I'm an offensive player, so I'm usually shooting the ball. Defenders have have a little bit more fear of uh, getting hit with the ball. I don't so. know how the goalie stops some of those things. I don't. I don't see nuts. the ball. I watch. Yeah. I can't see the ball sometimes. Yeah. It's going so fast. Yeah, yeah. They play the angles and uh, they're pretty incredible. But uh, most goalies have a screw loose or a little whacked, and you have to be to get in front of that ball. And it's look at bottom line. You got to really work as a team and as a unison because you know if you go if you go for the eye eye yourself on there, you're going to see kind of a break. It's because it's a lot of kind of seems like a zone. It's kind of like you're playing a zone. You know, it's similar to basketball, right? It is. It is. Yeah, all ball movement, and uh, that's what I teach the offensive principles: pass, pick, pop, replace, overload, cut, shoot. So you have a plan of what you're trying to do. But it's it is it's uh, exactly like basketball: the spacing and the ball movement and off ball movement and stuff like that. Lacrosse players love the behind the back shot, huh? You've oh, done yeah. that in the game, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's yep. a good fake, though. Yeah, it's a good fake, and it kind of comes out of nowhere, so it's a it's a good deceptive. Uh, I always love the wraparound. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of the wraparound. <laughs> this is awesome, Casey Powell, man. Lacrosse is a, is a fabulous sport. If you're thinking about getting your, your child into it, I'm sure Casey give you a million reasons why. It's probably a better chance of them maybe getting a scholarship than probably tackle football or basketball or anything like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a fast growing sport. Um, I just teamed up with Under. Armor at uaspeedlacrosse.com and basically uh, that's uh, for uh, kindergarten through eighth graders to uh, have the opportunity to play that uh, three-on-three modified version of the game. Uh, one of the reasons I like the the speed lacrosse version is because uh, you don't need pads; you just need a stick, and that's kind of how I grew up playing in the backyard. So you don't really need to invest in a whole lot of uh, 
you know, four or five hundred dollars worth of equipment to play it, but uh, you just need a stick and get out there and play. So, yeah, um, again, very passionate about the game, and any way I can help uh, help it grow and help more kids have some of the same opportunities that I have as a as a win. You go up to Syracuse to catch a lot of games. I do. Yep. So I, I bleed orange, and uh, I certainly follow them a lot. My family's all up in that area, so I, I go up a couple times a year and help out. We have an alumni game, and then we play in uh, it's called the Burnt Orange uh, Alumni Team. 40 and over up in Lake Placid every summer. So You're probably looking forward to getting into that one. Oh, I am. That's I am, fun. absolutely. Yeah, I feel like a rookie again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, now you're the young one again. That's cool. That's awesome. Lacrosse, man. What what a sport. What a fabulous thing. And the fact that you've taken a sport and now helping sick children with it and kids with cancer, man, you just be walking around kind of like pinching yourself. They had such a great career. And now what you're doing for, you know, kids and needy and just, you know, unfortunate, you know, dealt with unfortunate situations and really help improve their lives, man. It, it, you're a true blessing, man. So Thank you. Thank no. you. Appreciate hey, we it. We tell it how it is, man. You're committed yeah. to the community. We want to share the spotlight. Look, I think as a society, I think we like to give back. We want to make a difference. Sometimes it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind, and you got to go on kind of show, shows like this and programs and shed the light on some of these organizations so people could get involved and, and support the cause year-round. So, yeah. uh, yep. absolutely. Yep. Casey Powell, World Across Foundation. What's your most memorable goal, a goal that just comes to your mind that you just think about it and brings a smile to your face? Oh, well, I just, I think uh, back in 1997, uh, <laughs> I was a uh, junior in college. It was the first game of the season, and it was uh, number uh, – we were number two preseason ranked against Virginia, who was number one. And uh, we were down 19 to 12. There's 20,000 fans. I remember, like, Donovan McNabb was in the building watching. He was the quarterback at the time. But – it was an awesome crowd. It was parents' weekend, and we were, we were down big in the third quarter, and we came back, and I had an awesome behind-the-back shot that kind of lit the place on fire, and we came back and eventually won the game at the end. So that was a, a memorable goal, but they all feel good. They Absolutely. Feel good. I'm going to have our editor try to find that goal and loop it over that story. So we're <laughs> going to find that. I'm sure it's online somewhere, right? Yep, yep. We will find it. So many awards you won. Is there an award that meant the most to you as well? I was curious about that because the list of awards here, it's pretty endless, which is, which is, which is remarkable. So Yeah, I think. Um, you know, the Canadians grow up playing box lacrosse, which is on uh, hockey arenas, and it's a different style. There's a lot of similar elements, but it's it's difficult. And uh, I think uh, I'm the only American to be named MVP of the National Lacrosse League, and that's probably my biggest honor. It took me a long time. Uh, I walked away from it a couple times after getting bullied and beat up and discouraged and i came back and finally prevailed and that was probably my greatest uh, triumph in, in in lacrosse that's awesome when you set that goal and you want it and achieve yep. it probably no better feeling man casey we really appreciate your time i know you got a flight to catch and get back to chicago so we appreciate you coming on in here and just sharing us a little bit about what you're doing with the foundation and what lacrosse has meant to you and your family and hearing the story of your mother it's just you know you got a new friend here and you got a new supporter which is the most important thing so i'm going to do my best to keep educating people go to the website worldlacrosse.org and support this man all our viewers and listeners we appreciate you listening and viewing to another episode of the talk golden to me video podcast like share do all those nice things online it helps us bring guests like casey onto the show here so casey any words of wisdom to our viewers man you you've you've done a lot you've, you've seen a lot as team sports you've accomplished a lot Words of wisdom, any golden nuggets they could share to our viewers? Um, I think one of the things that I always uh, think about and talk about is win the day. So I'm, I just uh, say, hey, win the day today. 
and uh, that's kind of, that's kind of my goal is to is have 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 a beauty of a day. I like that. Win the day. <laughs> Listen, sometimes it's the short term things. Everyone's kind of looking at the big picture. Let's worry about right here, right now, and win the day. Well, you definitely won the day with us. I appreciate that. This is Casey Powell. Follow him on all social media. Easy find and again support world lacrosse dot org. This is Evan Golden from the Talk Golden Me video podcast show from the Lofts of Berman and Berman. We appreciate your time listening and viewing. If you're doing either, you're doing the right thing. So till next time, tune in as always to our shows. We appreciate your time. We are out of here. Thank you.